Hello, and welcome to another episode of Gaming Couch, where we sit back and talk about video games, board games, card games, and the like. So pull up a chair, put your feet up, let's have a good time. You know, <clears throat> it's funny. I have the newest version of Audacity on my MSI Ghost laptop, which works much better than my very ancient Acer laptop. But I still use my Acer for, like, recording and stuff like that for this. Old habits die hard, you know? Anyway, welcome back. It's another week. I'm a little tired. We'll get into that and everything, you know, today's episode. But, uh, yeah, I want to get back onto kind of a schedule I set myself with the last month. And spend today doing just a in-depth analysis of some game that I recently started playing. And on today's menu is Satisfactory. Now, I mentioned in you know, the previous stuff, like the Play NYC recap and stuff, that a game that I will continue playing until I beat it is a sign of a good thing. Well, Satisfactory is the first game in a long time that I willingly stay up till 3 a.m. playing because, well, I guess got to do one more thing. So it's an excellent sign. Like, my friend introduced me to the game and I'm glad he showed it to me during the summertime because I don't have to work in the morning. As a teacher, I have off, so I can stay up till 3 a.m. building stuff. That's partially why I'm tired. The past week or two, I've just been going, 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 just working on Satisfactory. So I figured what better way to spend this weekend than just talking about it, like why it works so well, even while in early access so some background few details it as the name kind of implies satisfactory it's a factory building simulator where you try and build just the most efficient factory on some alien world you're part of this organization called Fiskit, and they drop you and you alone unless you play multiplayer on a map and say go build us things and so you'll go go use the natural resources of this world to produce things and send it back up into space. So like I said, it's currently in early access and they're asking for 30 bucks for it on Epic Games. So price isn't too bad and for what they give you for 30 bucks, I got no complaints. We'll get into all that in just a minute. So the way it's set up is you make save files. Like it's a standard, it's your old school kind of game where you have to actually save your game. It doesn't just auto, it does auto save. Save the game anyway on top of that. Play it safe just so you have it. So you make a new file, all right? And that new file will be like a server kind of thing. And you pick one of three different biomes to start in. Like there's your typical lush grass and, you know, valleys and mountains biome. There's this large desert biome. And then the third one, if I remember correctly, is like a very dense forest that has plenty of biomass, which is good for the start of the game when you use bio generators but tough later on because you have to clear out everything to actually make like flat surfaces to build your factories if you so choose and then that's it you pick one of the worlds you land you're given this handy dandy tool it's kind of like your utility tool where it's used to build things it's used to deconstruct things it's used to scan the environment and you're given a crate and that crate is what you use to build your hub now go Go do what you got to do. Do some research. Build those factories. Yada, yada, yada. The, 
it just lets you do your own thing. All right. So I want to talk about like the gameplay and everything of it first before really getting into like that kind of pro con thing, like things that are really working, feedback, stuff like that of just the current build. So again, this is coming out on eight eighteen. You know, if you end up listening to this episode later, like in a month or two, the game might be a little bit different. So some of these things may no longer be true. Okay, the fundamentals will probably be the same, but some of the bugs might be ironed out or some feedback might be implemented from the forms, et cetera, et cetera. All right, so Satisfactory. To give you an idea, if you've ever played, like, Factorio, it's been around for a couple of years, think of Factorio, but instead of being top-down 2D, it's a first-person 3D world, and it's much less hostile. So Minecraft, Factorio, stuff like that usually have an abundance of monsters, especially monsters that come out at night. With Satisfactory, there are alien creatures, and some of them are hostile, yet they kind of have, like, their own areas, like areas that they kind of, like, patrol around or, like, go in, like, their hunting grounds or their nests or whatever you want to call it, like, areas where they stay to. And when the sun goes down, there's no difference. Like, nothing comes after you at night. Everything's just still the same. It's just dark out. It looks beautiful, though, because it's a nice full moon with no clouds. So it's, it looks beautiful at night. So that's, like, the main difference is, like, keep that in your mind while we talk about this game. All right? And it looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. So when you enter the biome, like I mentioned before, you have just this handy-dandy utility tool. You're given a creative supplies to build your hub. And you're also given, like, this little kind of zapper thingy to protect yourself. That way, in case you do get attacked, you can just bash the creature to death. Like, it's – think of, like, a taser, but it, lethal, you know. It doesn't stun. It, it's aimed to kill. So you win those three things, and you go. You kind of explore for a little bit, most likely, to find the right place to build your hub because you only get one. You only build one hub and it's where you do all your research. So you're going to want it in a good position and like a relatively flat surface or an area that'll be easy to expand so you can build your factories around it. Or if you build factories further off, easy access to it with vehicles. So you find the place, you get the tool out and you just boom, you click, the hub gets built. There you go. The game has now officially started. And here's my kind of my first praise comes in for the game. Because building things is very simple. The UI for like choosing various buildings stuff like that to make is very simple and user-friendly. Like there are various tabs. Like there'll be a production tab, which has all of your buildings that work with productions, like factories, miners, things like that, are under one tab. And then you'll have like a power tab, which anything that goes for generating power, like power lines, poles, coal generators, things like that, you'll all find in there. And when you hover over one of the things, if it requires power from, like, a generator, it'll tell you how much power it needs to run, and it'll show you the things you need to build it. If you have all the things you need to build it, you click on it, it'll give you just kind of like a holographic version of it. Red means you can't build it here. Blue means you can. And then you just click the button, and boom, your thing's there. As long as it has clearance, it'll appear. And that's where, like, that the red-blue indicator comes in. Every object, when you're looking at it in, like, build mode, when you have your little utility tool out, there will be these white lines that make a cube around. It's, like, along the, the ground of the object at the corners and everything will be these white lines. And that's your clearance. So as long as it, the white lines don't intersect with other white lines or, like, let's say a naturally occurring rock doesn't 
stick into the thing in a significant way, it has clearance, it'll be built. If it can't, it'll be red, and it'll tell you intersecting with other clearance, floor is too steep, like it's not flat enough, or it's like you're missing these parts, and it'll tell you which parts you're missing. So it, because the game's all about building the factories, it makes the actual process of building something easy. Like in terms of efficiency, that's on you. But in terms of just building the thing there, the game makes it simple, which is nice. It really helps this game considering the stuff it asks for you as the game progresses. So from there, you you build the thing, all right? But let's say maybe you built the hub and you realize actually this is a shit place for the hub. Like it's not near any minerals to start with or actually I really don't like the way it looks here. There's not enough room. Or even like maybe in the future you build a constructor and you discover, wait, that's actually a bad place to place the constructor. Deconstructing is just as easy as constructing and building. You hit the F key, you bring out your little utility tool, but the screen is different. It shows like a little deconstruction icon, like the size of the screen turned red. And you just hover over something that you want to deconstruct and you have to click and hold. That way like you don't accidentally, let's say, the, the range of the thing is far. Like you can build things across pits if you really want to like you're on one side of the waterfall you could build on the other side of the waterfall that's the range of it so you have to click and hold to deconstruct something so you don't accidentally delete something in the process especially when you're in like cramped factories and when you deconstruct it it gives you everything back so like the constructor takes i want to say like 10 iron rods and 10 iron plates all right it's a very basic machine for the early game that you use throughout the game and if you built it and you want to move it, it'll give you those 10 rods and 10 plates back when you deconstruct it. Also, if there's anything stored in it, because like every item has a stack limit. So like if a constructor has constructed 100 iron rods and it stored the iron rods because you didn't have a conveyable to take the rods out, it'll also give you the rods back that it was stored. So you get everything back when you deconstruct it. Now, you know, of course, they didn't have to do that, like... It seems like an obvious design choice to do it, to say you get your materials back when you deconstruct something, especially in a game that's all about improving your factories. I'm still happy they went with it, though. Like, I'm still happy the devs decided to pick that. Because, again, they could have not. They could have simply said, no, you only get a fraction back or something like that, especially as the game goes on. And you start cranking materials out, especially, like, basic materials, much quicker, like, I could build thousands of constructors if I really wanted to at this point because I have so many fucking rods and plates, all right? But again, they give it back, so I like that. Kudos to the devs for that. All right, you got your hub. You know, maybe you got, like, a constructor or two. You're, you have the basics. You found some iron because at the start of the game, you can only search for iron. I think maybe you can also search for limestone. It's been a while, but I know iron is your starting point. You can scan for iron. So you drop your hub down, you got some iron really close by, so you can start building stuff. Now, you know, how do you progress? The game does have a nice kind of tutorial system, and you get these updates from this AI that says, hey, you have access to this stuff now, or hey, you can do this, you know, things like that to kind of just show you the ropes. And the game also works on a tier system, so... There are tiers and milestones, and we'll talk about the basic tiers for now, just the hub itself. When you first build the hub, it's pretty much just this flat 
iron floor with a console that gives you access to your tiers and a crafting bench. And that's pretty much it. All right. So you ping, you find some iron ore. So you can start crafting some simple stuff like iron rods and iron plates. Now, at the start, the hub's very basic and it's asking you for like 10 iron rods. So you get some iron ore from a nearby vein either by chipping away at it or eventually building a miner. And you put in those 10 rods to complete the tier and then the hub upgrades. And every time the hub upgrades, it gives you a few more things. Like you get access to automated miners, not just chipping away at your tool. You get access to generators so you can start making power. You know, things like that. Little things that you need to get started on the game. So you slowly learn, okay, this is how a miner works. Okay, this is how a generator works. All right, this is how I connect power lines to each other. Because you need to generate enough power to run your machines and... If you don't generate enough power, the fuse pops, and then you have to go back like, okay, what happened? How many more generators do I have to build? I then have to flip the fuse again to turn everything back on. So over time, you just slowly start to learn these things by getting new blueprints and everything. So you get a miner. You set the miner up, and now you're automatically mining ore. You don't have to worry about chipping away at it by yourself. And you also unlock conveyor belts. And then eventually you unlock a smelter and you get a constructor. So now what you can do is you set up the uh, the miner. The miner then has a conveyor belt going into a smelter, which smelts it into iron ingots. And then that goes into a constructor and the constructor then turns it into iron rods or iron plates or something like that. A very basic low tier material that's needed to upgrade the hub. Cool. You're You're learning. You kind of get an understanding of how I set up a factory. That's the name of the game, setting up efficient factories. So you're learning the basics in the very beginning with upgrading just the hub. Now, eventually you'll hit hub tier five. That's when the hub is fully complete. And that's when the game really kicks off. Okay. Cause at that point you can only go from tier one to tier two to tier three, and you only really have access to iron. All right, you're not doing anything else. You're not doing anything crazy yet. You're simply just producing iron and eventually producing cement from limestone to build simple things. All right, so now you hit tier five, the hub's fully upgraded, and here come the two big changes to kick the game off. First, you start to get what I'm going to call right now just factory tiers. All right, because the hub has tier one through five, but once the hub is fully upgraded, you still have tiers. But those tiers are to getting more buildings, more blueprints for materials, vehicles, stuff like that. Like, it doesn't impact the hub itself. It just gives you more stuff to build better factories. And currently, if memory serves right, you have tiers 1 through 7. You, you have those to access, yet you only start with tier 1. There's a space elevator you have to build... And once you give the space elevator a certain amount of materials and you send it up into space, it'll give you access to the next tier. So that's change number one. Change number two is with each of these tiers, there are milestone rewards. Like tier one will have like four milestones. And each milestone is focused on something like logistics for better conveyor belts or copper ore to start building wires and electricity, things like that, right? When you complete a milestone, a 
big red button appears, and you smack the big red button to launch a ship into space to send the goods away and unlock that milestone. It just feels good. Like, just clicking the big red button is very, very satisfying, you know? So, I cannot complain about that. It's, it, it's, it's tops, you know? All right, now, things are starting to look up. You have access to these better tiers. You now have copper and iron because you need to have wires, and to have wires and cables, you need copper to transfer electricity, all right? So you have access to two different minerals, and you're looking at tier one now at your hub that can start giving you access to a couple of different things. Now, to complete a milestone in each tier you need certain things. Like it'll ask for, let's say, 25 iron rods and 50 iron plates to unlock something. All right? So you need to complete that to then send it off. However, you don't have to complete every tier. You don't have to complete every milestone fully because of what they give you. Like something you can get in tier one, I believe, is foundations and walls. Like, let's say you want to make a really nice-looking factory, and you set, when you set the foundations down, it'll be a flat floor, and then you can have fact, your uh, buildings and stuff like that in your factory snap to essentially like a grid. So you can make it nice and neat if you so choose. But it's not required. So you could just skip over that milestone and completely ignore it. And if later you decide you really need it, well, guess what? Those 25 iron plates or 25 iron rods doesn't really mean anything when you're at like tier three and four like that's that's pocket change to you at this point you can easily go back and complete it if you want to the game doesn't limit you there there are certain milestones that you do need to complete certain milestones will give you access to finding new minerals like finding coal or something like that or able to build this thing that you need to complete a challenge at the space elevator so you do need to do certain milestones but not all of them if you so choose. Now, like I said before, things start simple, like 25 iron rods, 50 plates, all right? You can whip that up in, like, two minutes with some iron ingots because you can turn iron ingot, one iron ingot into one iron rod. Boom, you do that 25 times. Take two iron ingots to turn into an iron plate. Boom, do that 50 times. Tears complete. Done. Nice and easy, right? Now, in time, as you start to find new things to work with and build creative factories and stuff like that, the game gets more demanding in the higher tiers. So, like, I want to talk about some of the recent things I've had to do. Like, I'm on one tier I just completed, took, like, 200 motors, 75 computers, and, like, 30 heavy frames. All right? So those numbers are bigger. Like, I need 200 of something. But it's not just 200 motors, because each of those things I just listed, motors, computers, heavy frames, require close to, like, eight different materials to make just one of them. It's like the computers, which I've been building a lot of computers. It'll take 10 circuits, I think like 16 things of plastics, 90 screws, and like 14 cables. All right. Now from there, a circuit. Well, how do I make a circuit? Oh, well, a circuit also requires like 14, like I think eight plastic and like 15 wires. All right. And you get plastic from oil. Now the cables. You also need wire to make the cables. And all those wires are coming from copper ingots, by the way, to make those 90 screws. Well, you can make 16 screws at a time from one iron rod and make sure you still have iron to make the the iron rod. So you see what happens. And all that stuff I just listed 
is to make one computer. Now do that 75 times. That's where the factories come into play. It's making that go much smoother for you. And that's just for like the basic milestones in each tier at the hub. The space elevator, which is the gatekeeper to later tiers, you have to complete the space elevator's challenges, I'll call them, to access future tiers. And it doesn't play around. Like, I'm currently at the very end of the game, of what they have so far. Like, I'm just about to hit, like, the last one or two tiers. And the space elevator is asking me for 1,000 heavy frames, 1,000 computers, and 1,000 motors. So all that stuff I just listed for making a computer, do that 1,000 times. It sounds tedious. All right, because we're throwing on a lot of numbers. If I have to make a thousand computers and each computer takes 90 screws, that's 90,000 screws. And then each set of 16 screws takes an iron rod. So no, do the math there to find out exactly how many iron rods I need. Don't worry about it, though. All right. It, it sounds like a lot for one person, even like two or three people. If you're playing multiplayer, that's a lot for a small group to handle. Again, the game is called Satisfactory for a reason build those factories you know technically technically you could build everything every material you would need for any milestone and any tier at a crafting bench theoretically you could but why do that especially when you need a thousand goddamn computers when you can just build a factory each time you find ore like a certain vein for iron or coal or sulfur or whatever. It's endless. You'd never have to worry about running out. So the first iron mine, first iron vein I found that I put a miner on when I started the game and like it was maybe like first 30 minutes of playing, that mine is still going after 48 hours of play. That mine still has minerals for me. I'm not sure if the devs will change that in the future. I kind of hope they don't because the game is all about just building amazing factories and it'd be nice to not have to worry about I'm about to run out of ore here, time to pack up shop and move elsewhere. It would add a challenge and it would definitely push for that expansion, but I hope they don't because you're already going crazy enough in some of the later tiers with stuff you have to build that not having to worry about earlier stuff is nice because, like I said, to build those computers, I still need iron to make screws. So not having to worry about finding a new iron vein is nice okay so yeah you have endless access to any ore if you find a vein for it so when you're building this factory i kind of talked about it before you set up the mine to drill and then you have to have a conveyor belt and the conveyor belt can pull any ore that it drills out of the miner and bring it to a smelter where it could then be turned into ingots and then you can set up another conveyor belt that brings those ingots to a constructor to build something now, over time, you get access to more logistics to mess around with the kind of conveyor belts. So you eventually can get splitters and mergers. So you can have a conveyor belt go into a splitter, and then it has three outputs. So let's say you have those iron ingots being made, and you need both iron rods and iron plates. Well, why have two mines? If you can make enough from one mine, which probably could, you could have a splitter after the smelter and have the iron rods go out one way, or have ingots go out one way to one constructor to make rods and have ingots go out the other way to make iron plates. So it'll split like 50-50. The, the splitter is nice and does the math. Every time an ore goes in, 
it'll go out and output, and then that output won't be used again until it hits all the other outputs. So if you use two outputs, it's a 50-50 split. If you use all three, it's split into thirds. It'll go left, up, right, left, up, right kind of thing. So now you have constructor setup. Now constructors can only take in one material and turn into something else. So it can take in one ingot, turn it into one rod. And if you need screws, you have to build another constructor in front of it to send the rods in there to turn it into screws. Okay. Now that's pretty simple and straightforward, but like computers, I mentioned four things that computers need, four different materials, but a constructor can only do one. Well, again, you get milestone rewards for a reason. Eventually, upgrading the hub and going through the space elevator, unlocking new tiers, and hitting new milestones and new hubs, you'll get access to things like assemblers and manufacturers. Assemblers can take in two different materials to make it into one thing. So, like, reinforced iron plates, which you're needed for a lot of, like, tier 2 and tier 3 things, require plates and screws. An assembler can take in plates into one input and screws into another input. You select the recipe to make reinforced iron plates. It makes reinforced iron plates and spits it out the other end. Boom, you have reinforced iron plates. Manufacturers can do three or four materials and make them something else, like those computers I keep talking about because I've been making so many goddamn computers that are on my mind and I'm talking in front of a computer, can take in those four different materials and spit out one computer. So now those thousand computers, it will make on its own. I don't have to worry about it. As long as there's a steady stream of ore going in, it'll do its own thing. Now, the game still doesn't slow down. Like, it's so satisfying. I've been spending, like I said, roughly 48 hours in this game on a solo world by myself. Most of the time, I spent setting up factories and improving them over time to make better productivity. So even though I need like a thousand units of three different things, like the motors and everything, they each can take two to three minutes to build just one of, like to build one computer could take about two minutes depending on how I have my factory set up. It just didn't feel like it slowed down because I'm like, wait, I could go back and improve things or I need to go look for something else over here. Let me go check that out. Since the mineral deposits are endless, I never have to watch them carefully. You can do a bunch of different things while it's still building. So one of my another praise for it, coal is amazing, or just fuel in general is amazing when you hit coal and eventually oil. You can drill so much coal in a minute, like 240 units in a minute, that it will power so much. For the longest time, I had probably around 30 different buildings in two different factories, like total, about 30 buildings, all being powered off of one single coal vein. Granted, I had multiple generators because a generator can only produce 50 kilowatts and I needed more than 50. So I had multiple generators, yes, but all of the fuel, all of the coal being used for like these 15 different generators, a single coal vein, and that coal was also being used to produce steel because iron and coal mixed together give you steel. And I was also powering the trucks that was shipping the coal from like the distance vein all the way back to my main factory. All of that stuff I just listed, single coal vein was 
powering all of it, no problems. And since it's endless, like once I had the coal vein set up and I had the shipment set up to bring the coal into base, I just ran off. I didn't have to babysit my power supply. It was fine. I, I looked at the numbers. I had enough generators to power my factories. I had the tractor set up that it was getting enough fuel to make the runs. And I was drilling enough coal that I had a surplus. You know, all the conveyor belts are backed up just waiting to be used. So I upgraded my factories. I improved my very first factory. I spent five hours. The very first factory I meant made, uh, I spent five hours improving it. Because it started with making some basic materials, and I'm like, wait. At one point, I'm going to need to have a lot of modular frames. I don't feel like building them by hand. Let me upgrade this factory that's only using iron so it could then auto-generate frames for me that I'll use for so many different things. And while I'm doing that, I didn't care for anything else. I had my back turned to everything else simply because it can do it on its own. It's all automated. Now, from there, exploration is another big thing. So I set up all these factories and eventually unlocked the next tier that gave me access to oil. So I was able to hit my scanner and search for oil. Now, oil is a big thing. It can be used to produce a lot of power by making it into fuel. And not only that, a lot of the stuff you near, need near the end of the game, like the tier stick, six stuff, you know, like the computers, which is needed for pretty much any milestone reward in tier six, needs oil to produce the plastic and other things you need for those items. So I had a tractor, which is the very first basic vehicle you can get. I packed it full of goods that I would need to, like, build pumps and refineries and stuff like that. And I started driving around. Like I scanned the world a bit to find some oil. I just started driving in that direction to find it. Didn't have to worry about my factories. You know, I built factories in not highly efficient, but efficient enough that it could keep generating things for me. And I didn't have to maintain it. I didn't have to worry about it. It had enough power. Everything was hooked up the way it had to be, etc. You see the point I'm getting at that the game rewards you for building factories by letting you build bigger factories. Like it, it's a constant reward system. Just everything you do is to just improve what you're already doing. So I'm out there setting up these oil pumps and everything. I realize, wait, I'm actually missing something or I want to do this differently. Jump in the truck, drive back to base. Oh, hey, look at that. There's the 200 steel beams I need to make MK3 conveyor belts. Just take them out, head out. You know, by the time I get back, they'll be replenished. I'll have those beams back. No worries. So the game doesn't go idle. Like, even though I need a thousand fucking computers and frames to get to the next tier, I'm so busy upgrading my factories and improving transportation that I'm not just sitting around waiting. Like, I could, if I really wanted to, while I'm recording this episode, I could have my computer turned on and just have it running in the background if I really wanted to. But I don't. Because at one point, I had the factory set up that it was building heavy frames for me and building computers for me. Not perfectly, like, I'm noticing one or two things I could do to improve it, which I will be doing eventually. So I decided to upgrade my transportation. I had tractors, some basic vehicles that were driving out miles to get coal and oil for me to come back and start, you know, powering things and building plastic and all that kind of stuff. And I decided, you know what? I just unlocked trains. I just finished a milestone to get technology for trains. 
I fucking love trains. Why not just redo some of the loading stations and turn them into train stations? So I cut off, I stopped the tractors, I turned off the autopilot, I had them parked to the side, and I went to out to the oil pump, ripped up everything. I just started tearing apart everything and built up this massive train station. And then I started lying out rail from like, this is the other side of the world, by the way. I'm like on the other side of the goddamn map from my, my hub at this oil pump and just started lying out track, coming all the way back. And eventually I had it loop over and hit this other mine that was generating some things for me. So I had these two stations along one line that eventually hit back to my hub. And I linked it all up, built three train stations, the whole nine yards, constantly building the stuff. My factory is just fine. The factories just keep going. Eventually, I'm like, crap, I'm running out of steel beams. We'll run back, grab some steel beams, head out. Oh, while I'm here, let me just put the computers and frames into the space elevator since I'm here. It's just going. Like, I'm keeping busy. Even though I'm waiting for those frames and computers to be finished, I'm not just idly sitting. I'm doing something to just improve everything. Like, I didn't need to make the trains. The tractors were doing well enough. I was digging up enough materials, and they are able to carry enough that, I, again, I had a backup. But you know what? Fuck it. Why not? I have access to trains. Why not build a goddamn train? It, it would look amazing. And it's just, again, to show that improvement. I go from, like, these this little operation with a truck station to this massive platform with all these machines and everything and loading bays and stuff like that to take off all these things from the trains. It just looks amazing. I, I'm I love it because it the way it looks now compared to what it looked like before. Like in my mind, I remember how it looked in the past, and how it looks now. And again, I say it so many times because it's so true. But it doesn't matter. Like I'm not the most efficient person. I've seen images from other people, and like it's crazy the shit they do. But now, like I look at my factories, and I see where improvements can be made, and that's where the fun is. Like I said, I didn't need to make the trains. However, it's like a slight improvement. Like, if I really wanted to now, I could build up more oil refineries to use the oil for building more things. Because I have the train that's able to bring in more supplies quicker than the tractors. Again, I don't need to. I'm doing fine as is, but if I wanted to speed it up, I could. The game starts and you have access to very, very little. Like I said, you have access to iron, you eventually get copper. Okay, that shit ain't enough to make a goddamn train. Like, it takes you time to eventually start making trains. Like I said, 40 hours of me dicking around in this world, and I got to trains, all right? So you you start just figuring out how to build some basic factories and some basic stuff just to keep the game moving. And as the game progresses, not only do you get new things from the game, like you can start scanning for new things like oil and stuff like that, you start getting new blueprints for bigger buildings. You start getting access to new materials to build said buildings, stuff like that. But your critical thinking gets better also. You start to look at these factories, wherever you have it set up, you start to look over and be like, I could change that. You know, if I, if I switch the conveyor belts out here and I built the constructor over there, it would be closer to everything else and therefore it'd be quicker because like materials need to run along conveyor belts. So I could shrink that factory down so it's tighter and more compact and it'll move quicker or i recently got access to overclocking technology and i can make power shards to speed up my machines if i sped up 
the the amount of steel I'm producing at the what was it a refinery? No, not refinery. Something I can't remember what it's called. If I speed up the amount of steel I produce, I will then actually make more pipes and more beams, so I can make more rail tracks, so I can make more encased steel beams. That would work. You start to think of all that. You start to think of just cleaning up and improving stuff that you've already built. You don't need to. You don't need to do it. You could just build another factory elsewhere. But goddamn, does it feel so good going back and cleaning up the stuff you've already made. And at one point, like, you can build lookout towers, which, honestly, you really don't need them for anything. But it's so good to build a lookout tower at the top of, like, a mountain or this giant rock. Sit atop the tower and just look down and see everything you've built. And just see how far it stretches, like, all the stuff you've been making. It It's so rewarding. It's, honestly, it's satisfying. Like, the, the name fits. Satisfactory. They they could have picked a better name because it just it feels so good. It just feels so satisfying having these factories set up and just they're doing their thing. I got nothing to worry about. It's all it's all good. It's all good. All right. So that's the gameplay mechanics. Now talking about gameplay kind of bled into some of the pros of the game, but it's it's hard to avoid it because the mechanic is simple. Build a factory, then build it better. <laughs> you build a factory to complete challenges and reach milestones that will then be used to build better factories. You also, like I said, get access to things you don't need. Like, you could, if you wanted to, eventually make a jetpack. You could, if you wanted to, find a way to build bigger storage units. You don't have to, but it it can help. It can do a lot for you if you really want. So there's a lot of big wins here, really. Like, the game is pretty fleshed out for being an early access. There's a lot here. There's the seven main tiers, and each tier has about three to five different milestones each for you to complete. And then the space elevator chops it up. So like I said, you start with tier one. You must complete the first challenge of the space elevator. That'll give you tier two. And then tier three, tier four, so on and so forth. You kind of get all the tiers. And then in each major tier, roughly, you get access to something new. Like I said, you eventually get access to copper, eventually get access to coal in like the tier three, four section. You then get access to oil in the tier five, six section. I like that. I like that that show of progression of how things improve, both like in the materials used to build and fuel. Honestly, like I think about Minecraft. One of the really only complaints I have to Minecraft is a lack of that tier system. That's why I like tech at light for so long is because of the various things you can get. You know, vanilla Minecraft you make a stone pickaxe, and it's only a matter of time until you find iron. You know, you start digging into a rock, you'll find iron, and then from there, you just find diamonds, that's it. You get diamonds, and then you can easily make another portal, and bada-bing, bada-boom, that's the end of the game, you know? Yeah, there's some progression there, and yeah, there's things like gold and leather and stuff like that, but you don't need all that kind of stuff. It's a relatively short game, because the game pushes you towards, like, building amazing things, but again... I don't really need to. You know, I don't have that drive to sometimes. But in Satisfactory, the tiers and milestones ask that you use iron to find copper. And then you need to use copper to get to coal. And then you use the coal to unlock the tiers to get oil and so on and so forth. And it doesn't feel dull because I wanted to find coal. Finding coal meant building coal generators. And building coal generators meant I had more power to build the bigger and better factories to then automate the things for whatever I want to use them for, like to make the train stations, you know? I 
built coal generators so I could eventually get the power to make a train. Like, it's rewarding. You like, it's so rewarding. It's so fucking rewarding that it doesn't feel like a drag. Like I'm saying, I need like you know what? I want to make this, and I need oil, and this is what I need to get to oil. I'm doing this. Like I'm gonna find a way to make this work well. Now, of course, there's like optional things everywhere. Like I'm talking about all this required stuff, but there are plenty of optional things out there. Your hub, when you're done building it, gets this thing called the MAM. It's an acronym. I can't remember what it stands for. But you get the MAM. And the MAM is used to do further research. So scattered around the world is obviously various, like, wildlife. You know, there's plants and berries and creatures and stuff like that that drop all this various stuff that you can collect. And as you collect it, you can go to the MAM and start researching it. Now, when the research is complete, whether it takes five minutes or 30 minutes or whatever... It'll give you a new milestone to complete. You'll get a ping from the AI or VI, whatever you want to call it. It'll be like, hey, by the way, we just found out, you know, you can use these uh, carapaces to create medical inhalers. You know, there's something about the nutrients or whatever in the animals that it's healthy. So now you get this new milestone. And by completing that milestone, you get something new to use. So like I said, the carapaces. If you kill enough hostile creatures, they'll drop a carapace. And you research enough carapaces, you get access to a new milestone for medical inhaler. You complete the milestone, bada bing, bada boom, I now have a medical inhaler I can build to just go, like an inhaler, and heal myself. If I wanted to, it's it's optional. I don't have to. It helps for exploration, like if I get caught in a poison gas or I fall off a cliff or something. Being able to heal myself is nice. You know, they play by Minecraft rules where if you die, you respawn back at base and all your stuff is left in a crate and you have to go back to the crate to get all your stuff back so it's an inconvenient i'd rather not die so medical inhalers could be useful or one of my favorite things that i found in terms of like researching at the mam was caterium it's this weird kind of kind of like dirty gold look you know think of think like a brown gold look it it's a strange look to it okay a strange color uh but i stumbled upon it you know I didn't find it by completing milestones. I just happened to stumble across a vein that said Caterium Ore. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I mined a bit of it, and then I went and researched it. And after I completed researching it, I unlocked a milestone that once completed said, hey, now you can scan for it, and you can turn it into quick wire, which is advanced electronics. So I had copper wire, yes, but with quick wire, I could make better electronics. Cool. I'm going to go get Quickwire now. And also, the man says, how about you research Quickwire? Okay, I research it. Hey, now you we discovered Quickwire is very advanced. Here's a new milestone. Complete this milestone to get access to supercomputers. I'm going to do that. Get access to supercomputers. Hey, by the way, how about we research some supercomputers? That sounds like a good idea. Let me do that. Oh, you just unlocked a new milestone. You completed the milestone. Have a geothermal generator. Drop that shit on a geyser, you'll produce 200 kilowatts, which, comparatively, a coal generator only gives you 150. Coal generator needs fuel? Geothermal doesn't. Just build it on a geyser. It does its own thing. There was so much rewards for just exploring the map. Like, I was, I found all of this, this all this and stuff like this, while I was looking for oil. You know, I scanned and I found a spot of oil, but I had to eventually drive over there. So in my quest to find the best route while driving, I stumbled across this stuff, and it 
vastly improved my factories. You know, now I eventually I found geysers while I was out exploring, and if I really wanted to, I'd have to go back to those geysers, set up some geothermal generators, and generate a hell of a lot more power for my factories, simply because I was looking for oil. By going out and looking for the best path to oil, I have now found some of the greatest generators I could make. It's a great reward system. And not only that, there are some other rewards you can get. Like, I eventually stumbled upon some quartz, and the quartz led me to getting a buggy. Like, it's kind of like a dune buggy, which I love the old tractor. I was using it for so long, but the buggy is so much faster. It's much better with fuel. It goes twice as fast. You know, as much as it doesn't help my factories per se, when I was looking to build those rail stations on the other side of the map, it was much easier when I could drop in the, jump in the buggy and take a minute and just floor it across the map. Again, it all, it all comes back to this reward system, just constantly rewarding you for playing the game in a very basic manner. Like, you didn't, I don't need to make efficient factories to go exploring. It helps because it, I generate more stuff while I'm out and about, but I don't need to. So just doing it lets me do it better. So you want to just do it because then you know you can do better at it. Now, on top of all that other stuff, like the minerals and stuff like that I found, there's also like these crashed ships that are kind of like littered around. Some of the ships will require you to use a certain material to be repaired or hook up to a generator to produce some power to unlock it, okay? But it's totally worth it, because once you do unlock it, you find a hard drive inside that you can bring back to research. And every hard drive gives you access to a different recipe, all right? Now, using our computer example, a standard computer requires four different types of materials to make one computer, all right? And they take a vast amount of the different, excuse me, vast amount of the different materials to make it. Now, I researched a hard drive once, and the hard drive's like, hey, here's a new recipe. This recipe will only take three materials. You know, granted, it takes like 38, you know, 48 rubber, which it didn't need that much before, but you only need three materials now to build a computer. And by the way, it'll make three computers instead of one. Now, that's intriguing right there. Every recipe you find through a hard drive does this. It gives you a new recipe to use like in an assembler or something like that that will triple the amount of things you make. So like instead of one computer, it's three computers. However, it does double the time, which, I mean, that's a fair trade. I'm going to be honest. I will take that trade off. If I can produce three computers in twice the time it takes to make one computer, fair. Uh, I'll do it. And also considering it's changing up the type of materials I need. Over time, I found enough hard drives that to make a computer required rubber, which I just get from oil, which I'm already making to use for like plastic and stuff like that. I need rubber. I need quick wire. I need circuit boards. By the way, I found a new recipe for circuit boards that require quick wire. So to make, essentially to make a computer, instead of needing iron to make the screws, copper to make the circuit boards, and then oil to make the plastics, I only needed caterium for quick wire, and oil for the rubber, which I was already bringing in oil to power my fuel generators, so that's not a big deal. The caterium was just an added bonus, but I generate more caterium than I do copper. For like one, for one caterium ingot, you make four wires, where instead of one copper ingot, makes three copper wires. 
So you see what I'm saying? Like, I can talk numbers all day. Like, I've been looking this shit over for so long. I could talk numbers all day. I'm not going to, though. I'm I'm not going to bore you with that kind of stuff right now in this, you know, in-depth review of the game. Just know that the game rewards you for doing things. You know, nothing is tedious. The only tedious thing is building things, and you're only going to be building the thing if you didn't already make the factory to do it for you. So the game pushes towards making everything automated. You know, not only that, I was talking about the tractors and stuff before. Obviously, I could drive a vehicle around if I wanted. However, every vehicle comes with an autopilot feature with recordings. So all you have to do is you make a new vehicle that you want to, you know, go out and fetch this oil for you. You have to drive it once. You press the record button and you drive the entire loop or like the entire run, as I call it, out to the oil and back. Once it's done, you turn on autopilot, you get off the tractor, boom, it goes off and does it. It follows the same path you just looped out. And the AI is smart enough that, let's say it bumps into something, like there's maybe a creature walked along the path that wasn't there before and it bumps into it, it will do its best to fit itself back to the track. Like, it will get back to the the autopilot, like the nodes you laid out, to get back on track, which is great. Now, with that, of course, it does not run, but what about all the materials? You know, you got to find a way to load it, right? Well, you build a station. There's truck stations you can build that does all that for you. You can set the station to either load or unload. So if it, it's set to load, when the tractor pulls up to it into a certain like area in front of the station, anything the station has stored in it, it will take out and dump it on to the truck or tractor that pulled up, and then it'll pull away and go to the next station so long as you pilot it that way with the recording. And then with fuel, because trucks need fuel to run, there's a fuel tank attached to each truck station. And when a tractor pulls into the station, if there's any fuel in the station's fuel tank, it'll automatically fuel up and cap off the vehicle if it has enough. Which it could, as long as you put conveyor belts attached to the station and send the supplies into the station. So now, bam, I'm pulling oil in with a tractor that's doing the run for me. I don't have to worry about it anymore. It's great. And then the trains, you know, talking about vehicles and stuff like that and automation I fucking love trains. You know, I haven't reached the final tier yet, but I, I don't care. I, I got trains. I'm so happy. They sound amazing. They're, they're trains, you know. The clank of the engine running along the rails, the loud screech of metal on metal when you hit the brakes coming into the station. You know, when it finally stops the station, the steam kind of shoots out underneath when you stop. It's just, and there's the horn. You, you hit the button, and it just lets out this beautiful horn. And you can also automate them too. You know, if you if you have multiple stations along a rail for a train to run through, you can set up a timetable to say, stop at this station, then stop at this station, then stop at this station, then stop at this station, et cetera, et cetera. And as long as you have freight stations next to a train station, it can pull up, stop at the station, and then any freight cars there will either be loaded up or unloaded. All on its own. I mean, I still love driving the trains, but it's nice that it does it all on its own because I don't have to worry about it. Now... Take a deep, take a deep breath. I get excited talking about trains. <laughs> this is all early access. All the stuff I talked about is all the early access stuff. You know, they have more coming. I found a couple of weird, like alien artifacts lying around the worlds, and at the end of the name, it says WIP, a work in progress. So I don't know what they have planned for these artifacts, but hey, 
maybe we get some new toys in the future to, to play around with. There's some new buildings to make to play around with, which is great. And also in terms of just overall work to be done on the game, it's a very stable game for an early access game. Obviously, you're bound to run into some bugs or glitches. That's what happens when you play a not finished game. It it happens. However, most of them are just like visual issues and like the occasional clipping issue. Like the trains are fairly new, so the rails don't have the best hitboxes. Like you could just build a rail through a building and the train will just drive through it. Eh, it's not a big deal. In terms of like visual stuff, the conveyor belts, you get various tiers of conveyor belts like MK1, MK2, MK3, so on and so forth. And each new version is faster than the old one. So I have this one visual glitch, like an MK3 will appear to be moving slow, like an MK1. However, it works just fine. Like when a object is placed on it, it just flies across at normal speed. So it's a small visual thing. And throughout all of my hours of playing, I've only run into one issue, like a soft lock. At one point, there I had a tractor driving by that I wanted to stop. It was on automation. So I jumped on it as it was driving by. And when I got on it, I think what happened was the moment I hit the E key to hop on was also the moment the truck tractor hit me to knock me over. So when I got onto the tractor, I was invisible. I had full control of the tractor and everything. Everything was fine, but I was invisible. And as soon as I got to a station and I stopped to get off the tractor, I essentially just fell through the world. Like I couldn't see anything. I couldn't even see myself. I just saw the bright blue sky. Luckily, because of the autosave and everything the game has, I just loaded the previous autosave from, like, three minutes ago. That was it. Like, I didn't lose any progress, which was nice. Problem solved. And even online multiplayer is pretty good. Like, there will be some lag and stability issues because it's all based off the host computer. It's not, like, dedicated servers. So you might have a little bit of lag issues. But that's really it. Like, being able to play this game online with friends is great and the fact that we can do it right now before official release is nice so i'm not going to complain about that and the maps themselves are good too you get these three biomes to explore and they're fairly large you know in all my exploration and quests for oil and exploring caves like that i think i've hit about half the map again and that's with 48 hours of playtime again that playtime is mixed with building the factories and stuff but still the fact that i've spent all this time and I haven't seen the entire map yet is nice. So it's, it's a good looking game. It's a nice looking game. It's pretty stable. It has a lot for you to do currently in terms of early access. So really I'm just looking at just feedback at this point. Like what else could the game provide for us? And honestly, I don't see much, you know, I don't have to complain about bug issues or anything like that. The game is nice and solid and, of course, the small issues like visual glitches and stuff like that are going to be ironed out when we get a full release. Like, in time, they'll be cleaned up. And just, oh, they have a roadmap. Like, they, the devs have a roadmap on the website saying, hey, we're looking to add more tiers. We're looking to add more vehicles. We're looking to add more buildings and all that kind of stuff. So it's nice that they're, in the future, as they're building, they keep building to the game. They're not looking to just clean up the game right now and clean up the issues. Obviously, they do patches to clean up the UI and stuff, but they're really pushing for more content. So, like, you know, here's a thought in terms of feedback. You can already build a jetpack. 
which is great. It can help with a lot of things. But why not a helicopter? We have vehicles. Like, we can get tractors. We can get trucks. We can get buggies. We can get trains. What about a helicopter and landing pads? You know? If I'm looking to get some resources on the other side of the world and I have to plan out the route on a truck or lay out the rails on a decent enough flat surface for the train to get there, why not just build a landing pad there, build a landing pad at base, and have the helicopters fly over everything and beeline for it? That would be amazing. Also, it would be great to just fly around this world. It would be great for exploration. Make that like, you know, a tier 7, tier 8 reward. It would be awesome. And at least looking at trains... You can already cause a spit. Like, let's say you have a rail laid out, and you connect another rail to it that curves off. Doing that will automatically create a switch between the two tracks. I haven't played around with it much, though, because for what it looks like, you have to switch the track, excuse me, yourself by standing there and hitting it to make it switch. I can't think of many uses for it as is. Like, since everything is automated and the switch track isn't, I have to physically go there and switch the track myself at some point to make the thing happen. So maybe if we get automated switch tracks that will can be set with like a timetable or something like that that can switch, I could see you having like one large rail that just goes through your whole world. And multiple trains that use it, but each train will, like, branch off at one point to go to various stations. So you can then time everything using this switch track. So you're not building 20 different lines. You have one rail with a couple branches. I think that could be pretty cool, and I could see that being very useful, especially late game. And then also one other thing with trains, which I promise I'm going to keep it short, even though I love trains, is uh, from what I can tell with where I've gotten so far. There's only two cars. Your engine, obviously, to make the train run, and a freight car for shipping just materials. I think it'd be cool if we got another one for, like, transporting vehicles. You know, I got this very long line, okay? At the end of the line where the oil is, is the furthest I've explored on the map that far. So I think it'd be cool to save both on time and fuel if I could load my buggy up onto the train and then ride the train out to the further station, take the buggy off the train, and just go from there, would be pretty cool. It would definitely help look throughout the map for some, you know, explore the map from various areas you've already gotten to with the trains. It would, again, save on time, it would save on fuel, and it would just look cool, like having diversity on your train. Speaking of diversity, just cosmetically speaking, you know, currently as it stands... A freight car can hold any material, and it's just like this giant box. But materials are different. Like, you have spools of cable, you have ore, you have oil. So why not, if you loaded oil onto a freight car, it actually showed it as an oil tank instead of the crate. Again, it's like a little thing. It's a little cosmetic thing, but it would be really cool, because then you could see this train coming that has all these unique cars lined along it, it it would just look really awesome. So it's a little thing. It would be cool. Really the big thing I have for feedback, which is like my only real gripe with the game currently, is the maps are not procedurally generated. All right, As it stands, you have the three biomes to pick from. However, each biome map is exactly the same every time you load it. All right, So the first biome map, which is like the grassy plains and mountains, I use that for my solo world 
and my buddy and I decided to use it for our co-op worlds, they're exactly the same. So the location of all the ore, the location of the crash ships, and the things you need to open the ships, where the creatures are placed, everything is exactly the same. So when I found Caterium Ore in my solo world, I told my buddy, I'm like, hey, you know, next time we play, I'm going to take five minutes to grab this real quick. I know where it is. Now, this is a 3D world, so I'm not saying the entire map layout has to be randomized, but it would be cool if, like, there were certain set pieces that could get splashed in. You know, like, maybe there's this, this unique mountain that will occasionally be generated in your world. Or where you find the ore is randomized each time. And where the crashed ships are are randomized. Things like, you know, little things like that would help just mix the game up a little bit. Because, like, maybe you've reached a point where you made this great fashion. It's like, I want to start new. You know, I like this map. I want to do a new one. But it'd be nice to have, like, that little bit of change. And not only that, what if we had, like, challenges? You know, kind of like, you know, Ascension mode in, say, the Spire. It gets harder and harder the, f- the further you go. And you can do a challenge run where you set certain parameters for this run. Why not have that for satisfactory? Like, let's say you're about to make a new world. And you played the game enough, and you're, you're pretty confident. So you add yourself a challenge. Like, you check off a box that limits the power you can generate to 500 kilowatts max. Which sounds like a lot. But I'm only generating power for about a third of my entire factory. And that takes, like, 700 so like a 500 cap, I could see that being a really, really big challenge. Like you're trying to use basic transportation like tractors that require fuel and not electricity to transport things and then use, you know, power slug and stuff like that to get the most out of like one or two machines. Like thinking about it, that could really test a player's ability after they've sunk hours into the main game and know it very well. So that's just kind of like looking at the the future of this game. But in conclusion, honestly, with this this in-depth analysis, it's 30 bucks in Epic Games. You can easily sink a lot of hours into it with what they have so far. So I definitely recommend it only to people who are a fan of engineering or enjoy simulator games. You know, this is definitely not a game that's made for anybody. Like, you need to be into simulations you need to be into dedicating hours to just doing little things essentially to get the most out of this game but if like if that sound you know what i've talked about sounds up your alley with crunching the numbers and making these factories i recommend it and it's a beautiful game like i said sometimes it's nice just to jump on my train and ride it through the world that i've had that i've built so far or stand on some of the towers just look at what i have it's a beautiful looking game so you definitely have that going for you it's not an eyesore but yeah, I recommend it. I definitely recommend it. You know, it's an, it's a solid, like, you know, B plus A kind of range in my books so far from what I've seen. And I'm excited to see what the devs come up with in time. So that's it for our just kind of in-depth analysis of Satisfactory. Solid game. All I know all I talked about was, like, just what the game is and not so much in-depth because there's not much in-depth to go into. Like What I said is your in-depth analysis. It's just the game is very straight with what it wants. Build these things to then build the next thing. That's the name of the game. Just constantly improve. So check it out. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, next week, 
Yeah, we'll do we'll do something. It's the end of the month, so fuck, it's the end of the month. Summer's almost over. I'm a teacher and I don't I don't want to go back to work, but it'll give me something to do with my weeks. Anyway, next weekend we'll do another list. We did a list last month at the end of the month, so we'll do a list again this month at the end of the month. Not sure what it's gonna be yet. Uh we'll come up with something. I'll post some ideas on Twitter, stuff like that. So uh hit me up there. And yeah, enjoy your week. Stay cool. Today it's it's a hot day today. So please stay cool and take care, all right? Bye bye.